Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with Nashville-based jazz pianist and composer Sophia Goodman. She opened up about her new 2023 CD called Secrets of the Shore. It takes listeners on an odyssey exploring the human psyche and its primordial link to the ocean. She was born in Ann Arbor, Michigan to parents who'd met in college, a mother who was a first-generation Puerto Rican-American, and a Nicaraguan father of Lebanese descent. She was placed with a Christian adoption agency from which an Irish couple welcomed her into their home. She began on the keys at the age of four. She has a lot of great stories. Enjoy this interview. Hi, Sophia. Hi, how are you? I'm wonderful. How are you today? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm great. Great to meet you. Oh, nice to meet you too. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So let's start off our conversation before we get into your new material by covering like what we went through the last three years. As a musician, how did you survive COVID and how relieving is it to have an album out now? So I guess I survived COVID by just the way everybody else did. We just got through it. And, um, you know, to me, that that gave me a lot of time to reflect. Absolutely. Like a lot of artists, we we had to approach our music um, from a different way other than just being able to perform regularly. So a lot of a lot of artists were just writing and stuff because apparently stop the music, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it it gave me a lot of time to write. um, And I think it inspired some of the music, like um, one of the tunes, Buried Treasures has um, kind of like a heaviness to the harmonic like progression, but I'm trying to like interject light, but it just feels like very heavy. Yeah. Um, So I felt that that was a direct reflection of that time period. Uh um so yeah and then um yeah it's such a relief to have an album out it's so great I'm, i love making music I've, i'm actually just recorded another album that i'm really excited about um i'm not sure when the release date will be yet but sometime next year okay um, so yeah making music is is the best can't like can't get much better than that like just being able to record an album is such a blessing to be able to do that and um like put it all together and have the funds for it and um release the music so so the story behind secrets of the shore is very interesting talk to me a little bit about the idea of this and how it came into fruition musically so um i i love spending time by the ocean like for me it's a very meditative space to be in so it's very inspiring um and i have a lot of imagery like in my mind of the ocean i grew up in Massachusetts. And, um, like I would always go to the beach with my friends, uh, grew up 20 minutes North of Boston. Um, and, uh, basically, yeah, I was not far from the ocean ever. And then, um, my sister lived in Gloucester for a bit. I had some family that lived in Gloucester and Rockport, um, which are, it's North of Boston. It's a beautiful, like sea, sea town area. Um, so, you know, I just think when you're watching the ocean and especially of all the ways that the ocean interacts with the weather and like the cycles and stuff like that of the seasons, um, it's just the ocean is so transformative and just a very interesting use to have while writing music. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, I'm landlocked in Kansas City. So when I see the ocean, it's like the greatest thing in the world. So I get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so- what are you hoping the listener gets from this album? Um, I'm hoping that the listener 
enjoys it and just it relaxes them um, and puts them at some kind of sense of ease um, or stillness when they're listening. Um, that's up to them, though. You know what they want to get from it, I guess. You know, it's just the right people, I think, will listen to it, hopefully, and, um, you know, continue to share it. And it's just it, it's been really nice to have support from like my scene and stuff like that, uh, releasing the album. And yeah, I hope that they enjoy it. Of course. Sure. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, for sure. So you kind of <laughs> talked a little bit about where you grew up. How did you get the jazz bug? How did this music journey begin for you? Yeah. So, um, I started playing music when, when I was like eight, I always, I guess kind of was a musical kid. I would just like sing a lot and like perform and stuff like that, even just as a little kid before picking up instruments. And then, um, yeah, when I was around eight, I started playing piano and then I started playing drums when I was 13. And, um, I just, you know, I love playing drums. Nobody wanted me to play drums. Um, (laughs) uh, like just being able to practice was, was kind of a struggle at first, you know, of course nobody even sounds good. So, um, you know, it was, it was good though, that I was able to, to still be able to play, um, and just have a drum kit. And then, um, I got involved with music in school and my um, music teacher in school told me to check out the Berkeley five-week program, which is a summer program. Um, and she was one of the only female graduates of her Berkeley class. Her name is Claudia Keller. She's a saxophonist. And she was one of the only female graduates of her Berkeley class. She's a saxophonist. And she could just, she could tell that I was really passionate for music. Um, and that was that was just who I was, I guess she could see that. And like, she recommended me to the Berkeley. It's a summer program that they have. It's called the five week. And basically you can go to Berkeley and study there. Um, as basically it's, it's like high school students mostly. Um, so I went to that summer camp there and Esperanza Spalding was my ensemble teacher. So that was really, really, really cool. Um, and she was, she was really encouraging. Like she did things to stoke my confidence and that kind of always stayed with me. And it's just been a, like a very much motivating or like kind of a light post, I guess, in my musical journey, um, to have somebody that's just such an amazing presence in music, be part of my path at like such a young age and be an encouragement, um, for me. So Yeah. So after that, it was just, you know, I was just hooked. I was seeing um, amazing musicians in Boston. Um, I would go to the Wallies and stuff and see all all types of musicians there. And just there's all kinds of music that goes to the Berkeley Performance Center. So at a pretty young age, I was exposed to like a really high level of talent. And just to be able to see that um, people who are just like wailing on their instruments um, just kind of hooks you in, I guess. Yeah, it did me please. <laughs> for sure. Well, what was the what was the very first live show you saw that really blew you away? First live show that really blew me away. Um, well, some of the first music that I got to see live was like punk rock music. Um, so I think from a production standpoint, a lot of that blew me away. Um, 
seeing bands like Blink-182 and like Green Day, like their production is so huge. Um, but the first, the first, um, show that I saw, like a jazz show, especially in a club was at Wally's and I couldn't tell you what day it was. It was sometime when I was like a junior in high school going into my senior year. Um, I would watch these guys, Aaron Burnett, um, playing, he's a saxophonist. Um, he was playing with a drummer at the time called Greg Scruglioni, who goes by, he goes by Torch. And, um, Carlos Holmes is a pianist. And so those were some of the musicians that I met that year. Um, and Aaron actually went on to play with Esperanza. Um, but seeing that for the first time was, was, uh, just like mind blowing and, and a bunch of people too that I forget who their names were. Um, I'm trying to think what other really cool shows early on that I saw. Especially if it was like a jazz show. I mean, it would probably be something that I saw at Berkeley. All yeah. types of people would come in there. Victor Wooten would come in a lot. Um, and yeah, all types of musicians, I guess, are were, sure. were coming through there and it's hard to pick a favorite. <laughs> yeah, no, that's cool. No, that's good. I just kind of wanted to get it at the beginnings. So in this journey of being a professional musician between recording and live shows and everything in between, what do you like the best every day about being a professional musician? Mm, the thing that I like the best, I don't know. That's really, I try to just enjoy like each part of what I'm doing. So I really love composing music. I love being at the piano and just being able to have something come through and be able to write it down. Um, that's pretty great. I love being on my instrument and just making noises on my instrument. And then I love being able to play music um, and interact with the other musicians. So it's, it's all part of the same thing though, to me. And uh, I don't know. I, I guess um I just try to enjoy it all. I, I love traveling, which is really cool to be able to just be performing and then like running into your friends in different, you know, either at a festival or just different places. It's, it's kind of an interesting world of musicians where we can um, get to like play and perform and run into each other. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. And, and it's always great too. Like when I get to connect with, a, like an audience member that just likes the music and that feels pretty magical as well. So it's, it's hard again to pick a favorite. <laughs> sure. Well, let's do this. Tell me, why do you love jazz? I like, I like the freedom of like being able to improvise. Um, and I like that the body of jazz has really, fostered that it like providing a space for musicians to do things where they can explore and expand upon it, it's like a whole interaction i guess when you think about jazz and the body of jazz like what people consider to be jazz the body of that whole movement um pre like it provided an area where musicians could interact with each other in a meaningful way and just expand in terms of 
what you're writing or playing. Um, I think that it's made a lot of room for that. So I think that's really cool. Um, I love the way it feels like when I'm playing, like the way that it just comes through me. I like the way that like, um, there's not really a lot of anything that swings on, on secrets of the shore. My next album has some stuff that swings and I just love the way that it feels when I'm playing it. It's just, I don't know the lightness of it. it when I'm playing is just, I don't know. It feels cool when it's happening. Um, so <laughs> hopefully that answers your question yeah, of it certainly why does. I love jazz. Um, yeah. but I love all music though. I mean, I, any good music. Yeah. Music at least. Yeah, for sure. So how do the live, how do the live crowds feel? How does it feel to be out doing this live? Does it feel different now? To be performing live? Yeah, just the crowds, just the way the crowds are interacting, you know, versus prior to the pandemic. And how does it feel now? Oh, I mean, I think, I think a lot of people want to go out and see music. Um, it's been really great to perform this summer. Um, I had a couple shows um with an octet um which was awesome to be able to play i I actually wrote some arrangements for secret of the store that aren't on the album so but to play that music um and have like a big sound was was really cool and the audience like was very receptive to it which was, was was really great um and uh it's nice to like see people's faces, you know, when you're performing now and um, just have that space where people can come together and have a good time. And, you know, it, it, I think, you know, the pandemic maybe taught us a little bit of appreciation for that. For sure. So speaking of live gigs, if you could get into a time machine and go see a dream gig, any musician anywhere, where are you going? Um, probably go see John Coltrane at some point, somewhere. I don't know. Yeah. That's the number one answer. Yeah, that would be great for sure. So, you know, the one thing about coming back to this world of jazz that we're in right now, there was a lot of fears that a lot of musicians were going to leave. Young musicians wouldn't get into school, but it seems like the opposite has happened. Do you find that the community stronger now that it's reemerged since the pandemic? I mean, maybe, I guess that's a cool way to look at it for sure. Um, that, that it's, um, invigorated. And I'm sure that it's invigorated people in the sense that, you know, you have that. Oh, what's the word that I want to use for it? Um, tension is not the right word, I guess. Maybe it's, maybe it is, but something like that, that, that just affected everyone. Um, you know, you could say a mass trauma that sounds like very heavy, I guess, but it, but it, I mean, it was, I mean, a lot of people got sick and died. And so that's, um, and, and just everything, you know, was really difficult. So, um, I think when something like that happens to anybody, like they, they get a desire to really like live their life to the fullest, whatever that means to them. Um, so for me, like, like actually one thing that happened to me before the pandemic was there was a, a fire in the apartment building that I was living in. Wow. And it was just a miracle that, that everybody 
was survived because the third and fourth floor were totally burned down. And um, I just had the thought, like, I could have died. What do I want to do now? Or what do I, what if I did die, like, what would be left undone in my life that I wanted to do? Um, so that actually motivated me to sit in at Wally's. <laughs> I was always afraid to do it. Um, so I was like, you know what? I really actually do want to do this. And, um, you know, that, that kind of experience made me really realize that I can have that. I could yeah. do it. And, um, I wouldn't want to waste that opportunity that life gives me. So Secrets of the Shore is the brand new album. And if anyone wants to pick this up, where's the most ideal place? Any live shows, any prior work, upcoming work, where do they go? Bandcamp. Okay. Yeah, Bandcamp is, the I think, the best way that people can get my music. Um, you can digital download it. Um, of course, you know, if you come to a live show, there are physical CDs. And if you want a physical CD, you can just message me um, at my email, which is on my website. Um, and, um, I can mail it to you. Um, it would be probably depending on where you're at. If you're in the United States, it'd be 25 bucks for me to send it, send an album out, um, in the mail for you. And, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Future stuff. Um, Bandcamp. I do prefer title over Spotify. I think it's a better quality. So I try to support that platform, um, more than Spotify, but, the, but the music is on all the, the music streaming platforms that I think pretty much that there are. So, um, yeah, hopefully anywhere, but, um, yeah. And, uh, I guess as far as upcoming shows, I actually don't have too much on my books right now. Probably shouldn't say that, but, <laughs> uh, hopefully, hopefully, um, in the, uh, next year we'll have a good tour plan that's that's kind of one of my goals for next year is to have a tour um especially to celebrate the release of my next album coming out um which is re called receptive um and uh what else was i gonna say i do have some shows coming up here in nashville um tennessee um one's at a place called cheekwood which is an amazing beautiful botanical garden that if you're ever in nashville you should check out yeah Right on. Sophia, thank you so much for opening up about this new album and your life and music. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate I really appreciate all the stuff that you do. You've interviewed a lot of um, musicians that I really like, and I think that's awesome. Thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Jazz interview, where we give you a bit of insight into the finest players and minds in Michigan, Nashville, Kansas City, and spots all over the globe giving fans all that jazz. Thanks to Sophia for her time, energy, and cool. If you want to hear more Neon Jazz interviews, you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to us at YouTube and for everything Neon Jazz, go to the neonjazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends. Neon Jazz.